0: Hello, this is Mrs. Paranormal. It's a Wednesday morning, about 9, 10 a.m. The sun is trying to come out. We're expecting to have some rain today. Temperatures are in the mid-40s-ish. Going to maybe in the 50s. We'll see with that rain coming in. Hope everybody's doing well. You had a great work week, vacation, retired, going to school, or whatever it is that you're doing. And that you took the time to um, list my podcast is is awesome. Right now I'm pulling something up. That's what I'm kind of... There we go. So speaking of the podcast and you guys taking time to uh, listen to this, it uh, was 30 minutes out of your day or whatever it may be, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I so appreciate it. And you know how I'm always promoting? You know, you can email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-gmail.com or you can Facebook me at Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural if you want to um, leave me a <laughs> an instant message or PM, whatever you want to call it. You are more than welcome to do so. Well... Funny thing is, I actually got two. I got an instant message from somebody on uh, Facebook that said they just found my podcast and they found it both interesting and yet funny. And they love my honesty and the oh shit that I give because I'm reading the stories, you know, live. And then I got an email from somebody who said, oh, where did it go? Mm -hmm. Here we go. It says that they love my podcast and the spontaneous reactions to the stuff that I read is adorable. And the fact that I haven't read them first is great, so it's good to know you guys like that. Um, And they also like it when I do read the ads on the haunted dolls. And it's... (laughs) They also like the fact that I describe that I'm sitting in my truck (laughs) and what's around me and the weather. And if I'm at a park or if I'm in the woods, that kind of thing. (laughs) But they, the fact that I record from my truck, they like that too. So, uh, this is really it's really good to know you guys. I <laughs> and this email is from a die-hard listener. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, you guys for doing this. I mean, it really keeps me going, and that way I know you guys are really listening. I mean, yeah, the numbers are showing. I get like like 162 listens in like a week or two or whatever on a certain. Um, Episode, I guess you can call it episode, but thank you for taking that time. I I reread it because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel happy. I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm getting a response. I'm getting a reaction. And yes, you can uh, rate this podcast on uh, iTunes. And right now I'm at it, sitting at a three point four rating. I have a review on there from a couple years ago now, and I don't know how to remove it, but it's an okay review. So the only thing I ask if you leave your review, just be. I don't know, be gentle, (laughs) because people read those. Anyways, so thank you, YouTube, for taking the time to do that, to communicate with me. I really appreciate it. So now that those two can do it, it means you all can do it. Yeah, you, 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 the one who's always listening to my podcast. Take the time. Give it a try. If not, it's cool. So, this morning, I do have to work today, but I wanted to take some time to do a podcast, because this past weekend I ran out of time, and just crazy i'm hoping to do another one this coming weekend so this morning i'm going to do a podcast on <clears throat> excuse me just a few stories they are scary ghost stories that will haunt your dreams yeah right they always say that but they never really do unless i'm doing one of those ghost games those kind <clears> of <throat> excuse me uh, do get to me oh hey speaking of ghost games remember when i kept you know i'd read all those you know ghost games and you know this, that, and the other, and then all the equipment that you need to do these, you sit in the closet, you look in the mirror, whatever it may be. There's actually a movie called what is it? 100 Candles 100 Candle Game Basically it's based on the same thing that I've been reading these stories about. It came out apparently last year sometime. I haven't watched it yet. But I was like, what the hell? How funny is that? That all these times I'm reading these stories, you know, well they're not stories, they're actually how to conjure up a demon or a ghost or whatever it is you want to conjure up, right? They could be legit if you do it right. Anyways, there's a movie. I think it's called, like I said, 100 Candle Game. And it's basically a description of that where these kids try to conjure up a thing, a being of some sort or an entity or whatever it is. I (laughs) thought that was kind of funny. So anyway, so there's a movie out there about that. So the first one is called Three Knocks in the Dead of the Night. Ooh. Actually, I should have spooky music playing in the background. Got some thunderstorm. So, <clears throat> excuse me. There are no names because these are uh, read-it stories or Reddit. it So they give it the username. But some of these usernames are like, really bizarre. So I'm just going to say... I'm not going to have a name. I'm just going to say the person who wrote the story. That kind of thing. So this is a blah, 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 blah. So this one starts as... Something strange happened to... Uh, the writer's grandmother, uh, one night they stayed up late watching The Walking Dead. Their grandma had never seen the show before, so they'd spent the past few nights binge, binging late to the night. It was about 4 a.m. when the when the two turned off the television and the lights... Sorry, turned off the television and the lights and called it a night. Their grandma went into her room, and our read-it user went to the bathroom to brush her teeth. That's when they heard three light knocks right behind them. Since the bathroom was connected to their grandmother's room, they assumed it was her checking to see if they were in the bathroom. They answered but didn't get a response. <clears> then, <throat> When they left the bathroom and met their grandma in the hallway, she asked what the user wanted. Confused, the writer said that they thought she was the one knocking on the bathroom door, but grandma had also heard three knocks on her door and thought it was the reader. As it turns out, They both heard the quiet, distinct knocks. They searched the house to make sure no one had broken in, Uh, double-checked the locks, and finally went to bed. Their grandma has one deceased son and one son that has been missing for almost uh, a year now. The user believes that the knocks had something to do with the missing men. Perhaps they were trying to reach out to their beloved family. I don't know what that's got to do with The Walking Dead, but... (laughs) And why is she, I mean, that's weird, right? The grandma has a deceased son, which is sad, but the one son has been missing? What? What? The heck is that? Weird. Elaborate on that. That would be nice to give me more detail on that one. Oh, boy. The shoe in the riverbed. A few years ago, uh, this reader, I'll just say that, had just been through a rough divorce from their high school sweetheart. Oh, Their best friend had taken... To distracting them by taking them to on long road trips. One morning they were on their way to Carlsbad, New Mexico, when they paused alongside a river dam. They were drinking cider and snacking when the pair decided to explore the dried riverbed. It was obvious that they weren't the first ones to go trekking through the riverbed. The pair could see a human what? The pair could see a human, canine, and feline footprints in the mud. <clears throat> They then recall starting to feel an odd sensation like they were being watched. Their friend caught caught the writer's attention and called them over. There was a bone in the ground, what they now believe was a spinal cord. At first they thought it was a beef or pork bone of some kind. How would you know that? I guess, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, They continued looking around the riverbed when they found a strange rust-colored rock sticking out from the sand. When they got closer, they realized it was a half-buried little girl's shoe. The reader used stepped step back and ran forward, preparing to kick the shoe. Suddenly, they heard a little girl's voice shout, No! Don't! Please! They looked around, but didn't see anyone besides, them, besides themselves. And their friend, that was standing next to him that's all who was there, the friend asked why they stopped, and they replied, Didn't you hear the little girl? Both confused, they decided to shrug it off and continued on their way. Meanwhile, the feeling that someone was watching them got grew stronger and stronger. A few minutes later, they spotted another bone. Now they began they began to get scared. The bone was clearly human. The friend called the non-emergency police number of Carlsbad and they reported what they saw. A week later, they received a call from their friend in Carlsbad and sorry, they received a call from their friend that the Carlsbad police had called to report the bones they found were indeed human. During the investigation, a the tour question and eventually informed that the rust-colored rock actually wasn't a rock at all, but the shell of a pick- pickup truck that had been disappearing. For- disappeared along with the family of three that had been carried. A man, a woman, and their daughter admitted. Sorry, it made the read it user think back to the little girl's shocking sticky shoes sticking out of the mud and the voice they heard. Could it have been the little girl spoken drunk as them? Could it be the girl who spoke what? I don't understand. during the investigation. The two were questioned, blah blah blah. Informed them, informed that the rust colored rock. Eventually wasn't a rock at all, but the shell of a pickup truck that had disappeared along with the family of three and it had been, carry, it had been carrying a man, a woman, and their daughter. I thought that the rusted thing was something else. Rust colored rock sticking. Well, that doesn't make sense, does it? If it's a shell of a truck, you know how deep down that truck has to be if it's a shell of a freaking truck? So, was this was this um reservoir, whatever you want to call it, used to have water in and there or was a rainstorm that got swept away. I mean, what? I don't get it. I don't understand the river dam. Why would a river dam be dry? I don't know, you guys. That's just weird, right? I don't understand. They could elaborate on that one. Like I said, if that's a shell of a truck, that truck has to be really, really far down. Right? I need more elaboration on that one in Carlsbad. Oh, here's one. Ouija board warning. Ouija board warning. This is just a warning from the Ouija board. Last year, this writer went to a friend's house for a party. Around in, Around... One in the morning, God, these people write it so weird. Around one in the morning, the group decided to use a Ouija board. The Reddit user was the only one who believed in accounts of the paranormal, so she was hesitant when her friends brought out the board. But instead of giving her friends more reasons to tease her when it came to paranormal, she acted as if she didn't believe uh, in such activity. They began asking the board questions. They started with a few normal questions and nothing really exciting happened. Then someone asked if the spirit wanted to hurt them. And it responded with, only one. The group start, started to get creeped out at this point, and rightfully so, uh, when one friend asked the, the natural follow-up question, <laughs> who, okay, sorry, when they asked the follow-up question, who, the board spelled out Natasha, the reader user's full name. It should be noted that she doesn't care, doesn't care for the full name and everyone calls her Tasha instead. Tasha then left the room while her friends continued playing, but found out later that night that the group forgot to say goodbye to the board. Yeah. Not good. You gotta say goodbye. You gotta close it, right? Alright. Anyone familiar with the Ouija board knows that closing the interaction with the spirit is crucial before stopping before stopping using the board. Needless to stay, needless to say, she was very nervous when she found this out. After this, Tasha has no memory of the night. She only remembers getting in, getting a migraine and ne- nosebleeds. Her friends took videos of her acting strangely, speaking with a changed voice, and a few instances of her talking in other languages. However, that night wasn't the only time this had happened. Now, in the days following, Tasha's parents reported the same thing happening. Once again, she remembers nothing of migraines and the nosebleeds. About two weeks later, she went back to normal, or so she thought. Tasha was suddenly hospitalized for excruciating pain in her kidney, so bad that it almost shut down. The doctors tried everything but couldn't figure out what was wrong. Then, on the day she she was scheduled for the surgery, the pain suddenly stopped. One day later, Tasha was released. Since that incident, she never felt like she was truly alone. Sometimes she feels someone grabbing her hands or neck, making it difficult to breathe. Tasha has always believed in the paranormal, but this experience made it far more real for her. I honestly thought they were gonna say that when the, the pain suddenly stopped one day later, I thought it was actually gonna say Tasha was dead. But they said Tasha was released. I'm like, thank gosh, I it was I really seriously thought I was gonna say Tasha was dead. Or she died. Very interesting. Now originally I was thinking, okay, she's at a party, she maybe she's drinking, that's why she's doing all these, you know, talking to voices and tongue and all that, but if it happened two weeks, two weeks later at her home. Um, again, there's no follow-up to this. You know, has it been continuing? Things like that would have been nice to know. And just, you know, these stories I read, they're not giving me a year. Actually, I take that back. I think it's 2017. But that's all I've got. S- scares at the nursing home. This writer... Is a dietary aid at a nurses' home for people who who blah, blah, with Alzheimer's. Sorry, and they have had something seriously scary encounter while working there. Their job mainly consists of washing dishes, and they're normally standing right next to the dishwasher, which makes it difficult to hear what people are saying, right? Because of running water and all that. Now, on numerous occasions, they have been they have been by the dishwasher and heard someone talking to them, even though they know no, even though they knew no one was there. One night, the rider went to collect food and carts um, in one of their units alone. The whole time they were in the unit, they felt like they were being followed. Fearing what they might have seen, they never turned around. Eventually, they pulled off and pretended to use the bathroom. They waited there for about five minutes before peering into the hallway where they had just been. There, they saw a patient they recognized. At first, this made them feel better. But soon they realized that it was a patient who had died three days prior to the unit near the kitchen. Oh, wow. Interesting. The user also relayed a second experience they had while washing dishes on a different day. They asked the person they were washing dishes with if he could go into Unit A and get the food carts. The third person who normally washed with them had already left for the day, leaving the writer alone. Suddenly, they heard a voice in in their ear. They turned around, but no one was there. They even went into the hallway, but still saw nothing. As they returned to washing dishes, dishes, it happened again. The second time, they realized it was with the voice of their great-grandma, who passed away seven years ago. I think I told this story once to you guys when I worked in a call center here in town, and I sat in the back row. And this is kind of before I knew anything about the place that there was a supposedly a um excuse me a maintenance man who haunts the place, but that's still not proven to this day. Anyways, I'd be working and again I'm in the back row and I swear to gosh I'd hear my name Patty just like Patty and I'd I'd, it would scare the crap and be like and I look up and there's nobody around me and you guys that used to happen to me all the time at this place and I was. Uh, starting to be turn, get involved with the paranormal. But man, I tell you, it just happened to me all the time. And then I, and then eventually it's, it stopped. I don't know. I still don't know what that was. But clear as day, Patty. Just like that. I'd be, and it'd scare me because I'd have my headset on one side and made, and I can hear it. Oh, it used to just. I'd, I'd stand up and look around. Like there's nobody freaking here. So, there's that. I thought maybe people were playing games. on I me, mean, but there was nobody there. I mean, just, I was, everyone was up front. <laughs> Anyways. So if you guys have stories you want to share, please do so at P-A-T-T-Y-I-N-W-I at com. You can also message me on Facebook, uh, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural, if you want me to read a story for you. Or if you just want to share a story and not me read it, that's cool too. The next one is called Threatening Footsteps in the Country. Threatening Footsteps in the Country. Okay. In 2013, this reader and her friends decided to make a Ouija board. Her best friend lives in about a, lives about 45 minutes drive from the closest store and nearest town, so there wasn't much to do. They spent the day watching movies, but eventually got bored. So the user, her friend, and her friend's boyfriend and his friend decided to make the board. So There's what four people there. About a week before they made the board, the two friends had been staying alone at the house when. This reader, writer, wrote, <laughs> woke, <laughs> reader, writer, woke at 6 a.m. and the sound of heavy footsteps in the hallway nearing the bathroom, bedroom. <laughs> she tried to wake her friend, but it was no use. She was a heavy sleeper. The footsteps stopped, footsteps stopped right outside the door. The writer waited, holding her breath for the door to open, but it never dipped. The next few hours, she spent awake waiting for something to happen. When both girls were finally awake by 11 a.m. that morning, God, uh, before either left the room, she told her friends what had happened the night before and what her friends said in response chilled her to the bone. She said that for years she'd been hearing the same footsteps and that they had always stopped right outside her bedroom door. No one else had heard the steps until the writer I don't know what that... you ever read something and you're like, what? That made no sense. Continue. Next paragraph. That night, they made a Ouija board. The group were messing around with it, not getting any real response when they suddenly heard a loud bang in the back of the house. They decided to stop for the night. The friend left to drive the other two home, leaving the reader user alone at the house. Being alone after hearing the loud noises and the footsteps made her very nervous, so she turned on the television for a distraction while she waited for her friends to return. In the middle of opening credits, the television froze and started making loud buzzing noises. She tried to turn off the TV, but the remote wouldn't work. Then she tried to unplug it, but it kept going. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Thoroughly freaked out, she went outside to wait. For her friend to get back. At this point, she had started shaking and crying and texting her friend, and explaining what had happened. Then the dog started barking at the living room door, viciously, growling and snarling like they saw something no human could. Thirty minutes later, her friend finally arrives back home. Both girls can hear the television from the porch. When they went inside, it had complete, been completely shut off and it was unplugged. Neither are exactly sure what happened, but they certainly. Uh, they certainly, they certain it was some kind of, mi- oh, there's that word I hate. I can't say it. Evil spirit. I can't say malavent. Malavent? The thing is, on that one, they don't tell you what they made the Ouija out of. I'm kind of curious. Did they use cardboard? Did they use paper? What were they using for the planchette? But I suppose it's a good story, all in all. Interesting. Um, would have been nice if they went into more details, but not bad, not bad. A ghost in the house. It has always been into the, this reader has always been in to the paranormal and has experienced a far, a fair number of encounters throughout their life. Recently married, they and their spouse, Charlie, moved into a beautiful little house in a quiet neighborhood that they had only been living there about a short time when they started noticing strange occurrences. The first happening while Charlie was upstairs in the bedroom and they were downstairs watching TV. Suddenly, he ran into the living room and asked if they had just been in the bedroom. They answered no, and Charlie panicked. He said that as he had been lying in bed, someone had pushed the blanket up so his feet were exposed and the cold hand was caressing his foot. Uh, To avoid the spirit, they they moved their room to a different bedroom in the house, but the activity continued. They heard heavy footsteps going up and down the stairs. Bowls and pounds would spin clock, count, clockwise on the counter. Dark, full-bodied figures would pass through their bedroom door and vanish. A knife was once lifted and thrown across the kitchen by an unseen force. And the dogs would bark in the corners of the house. Sounds like a scene out of a movie. How many of Once they even looked up into the window of the master bedroom, they saw an elderly woman woman staring down at them. Eventually, the young couple had enough and talked with their neighbors to learn about the history of the house they learned that the house had been built in 1970s and the elderly lady who owned the house before them died at age 101 wow the the two had no doubt this had no doubt this woman was the spirit tormenting the home so the writer decided to go upstairs and make peace they informed that the spirit that they informed the spirit that they intended to remain in the house and that they promised to keep it nice they offered to help her crossover, but also she was welcome to stay if their presence became more peaceful. Since then, the couple have been living there peacefully in the home and the old woman occasionally makes herself known. There you go, guys. That's how you do it. If you're in a house and I've said this before and you've got some serious activity going on or just annoyance going on, basically do that. communicate with them, talk to them. If you believe in that kind of a thing, And say, hey, this is my house, Uh, you can leave if you want, you can stay if you want. You know, I respect the home. And uh, just do that if you're actually in that situation. It can't hurt. At least the spirit knows you're trying, right? You're trying to work with them. Right? So, yeah, that's why it's been my advice. And there's nothing to really be afraid of. I guess it's the unknown, like if you do an EVP and you get a response, that's the unknown. That's the scary part. You don't know what the reaction is going to be. And if you do get a reaction, like oh my god, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How do I re- how do I react to this? But yeah, that's what I would suggest too. So those are just a few of the stories that I found online. They were okay. I've had better. Like on the last podcast, co- co- Lord, on the last podcast, I I think those stories were better. This are from a different website. Uh, the one I found this morning. I don't know if I'll keep going on that website. It's, I think it's called the lineup or something. It was okay. Not overly impressed by the stories, but I will stick to that other one, the occult museum. That's a really good website. I just have to be aware if I've read, (laughs) reread the stories to you guys before. (laughs) Um, As far as the Facebook thing, us us reaching 200 and doing a, a uh, investigation somewhere, possibly live if we can swing it. I will keep you posted on that. As far as the asylum goes, I have not heard anything from him. So I don't know if he'll want me back this year. I don't know if I want to do it either. It's a long night. Really long. It's from 7pm till 2am. And it's a lot of and walking up the stairs and all that. So we'll see. Other than that, I really don't have anything going on. I did set up my uh, I had a my cat ball set up. Actually, I needed to buy another one of those. A cat ball set up in my living room and we have like a camera on it. I didn't See anything happen? I just something just to see if I get any reaction. <laughs> Nothing happened on that one. So, you guys have a phenomenal work week or vacation, retirement, driving, trucking, whatever you're doing. You guys have a good one. And again, reach out to me, man. That's what I'm doing this morning. Reach out to me. <laughs> Let me know what you think of the podcast. And again, there's that YouTube one. True paranormal experiences. I've only got like four videos up right now. I don't know if I'll have time to do it this morning. Depends on how many out, how many edits I have to do, and like, oops, that kind of thing. I'm gonna redo it. So enough of me babbling. You guys, I'll take care of yourself. I'll try and do another podcast this weekend. Otherwise, uh, take care. Have a great day. And this is Mrs. Paranormal signing off.